Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is calling your host with the Free Terrible Gamers with just two of us again. Go ahead, Ashton. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. Big news with the Nintendo Direct. Our first story, and probably our most important one, is Breath of the Wild 2 finally got a name, and it is called Tears of the Kingdom. How do you feel about it? Uh, You know, the name... I was expecting something better, to be honest with you. I mean, it fits, I guess. You know, talking about Hyrule, Hyrule Kingdom and that, the fall of it. But honestly, they could have named Breath of the Wild the same thing. Because, you know, it is the fall of Hyrule as, you know, the kingdom. But, I mean, I understand what they were going for. They could have um, called Tears of the Wild. They could have. Yeah, that would have fit, too. But just Tears of the Kingdom, it's... It, it fits. I see what they were going for, but I just think they should have went with something else. But the game itself, though, I'm really excited for. And I think it'll be better than Breath of the Wild. Just by all the trailers have seen, it seems like it'll have a lot more content packed into it than Breath of the Wild did, which I understand they usually do that with a console later in its life cycle. They know what they can push it. You know, they can push it to the limits more. They know what it'll handle while Breath of the Wild was a launch title. And it was actually a recent, I mean, like we talked about before, a Wii U game. So the Wii U couldn't hold as much as the Switch. So, you know. And the Switch is just a straight port. Right, exactly. It was a Wii U game ported to the Switch, basically. But this is from the ground up. I mean, they're using the Breath of the Wild engine, but from the ground up, it's a Switch game. They were making it with the Switch and mine and the Switch only. But I'm really excited. It's got a lot of hype behind it, you know, and it deserves it. I am upset, uh, speaking of the Direct, I am upset that we didn't get the Twilight Princess and the uh, Wind Waker port. I mean, there's tons of speculation that it is done, and they're just waiting for them to release it. And if they don't release it, that will put us out a Zelda game this year, which goes against what Nintendo has said that they wanted one Zelda game a year. So, Yeah, and there was no Easter eggs pointing towards those two releases like it was for Metroid Prime. Right, exactly. <laughs> but no, my opinion on Tears of the Kingdom, I don't know if, I mean, they decided to do that last second because, I mean, my theory is, which this is obviously just a theory, but uh, where the Queen died, that's obviously, you know, it could be a play on that as well because they delayed the UK's Nintendo Direct because of it. Yeah, I've seen I read into that, and they <laughs> say it has no relation whatsoever. The only relation to it is that they did not um, 
you know, live broadcast the direct in UK because of the circumstances with the Queen. But it, whether they're telling truth that it has no relation whatsoever, who knows? Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily. I bet Nintendo probably tried, but I think there was like some sort of weird rule in the UK. There's like twelve days of mourning, so they can't play anything. I mean, I know it's technically not comedy, and that's what mainly it was leaning towards. Was I don't think the UK is allowed to have any uh, comedy things playing on the TV for the next twelve days. Like it can't air on TV. It's just like it, the memorials of the Queen or whatever. So. I don't know if Nintendo Direct technically fell into the same broad thing, even though it would technically been streaming on YouTube and not an actual TV channel. Possibly, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, it definitely looks like a great game. I mean, it looked great three years ago. Do you think it'll be 60 frames per second like they did with Skyward Sword? I hope so. Uh, like I said, you know, they they know what the Switch can handle. So, I mean, yeah, obviously Skyward Sword's a lot smaller game than what this is going to be, but I think that they can do it. If they really put the time to develop it right, they can do it. I hope so. But honestly, you can't tell much of a difference if you're not looking at the game. You know, if you look at a game playing 60 frames per second, say Fortnite, take that for example. So if you're playing 60 frames per second on Xbox One and you put a right status switch playing 30 frames per second, you can tell. But it, for me personally, I know some people can tell, but for me, if I go from my Xbox playing on it for a couple hours and then I go to my Switch, I can't tell the difference. No, because, I mean, you get adjusted for what you're playing with anyways. Right. And same with 2K. We play NBA 2K. It's 60 frames on Xbox One and PS4, but it's 30 on the Switch, which we have bought it for the past two years. And I can't tell the difference. And going off topic a little bit and kind of hitting on a previous topic that we had on here before, since they done that with the Wii U and ported over Breath of the Wild to the Switch, do you think the uh, another Switch is potentially going to come out shortly after this one, or do you think they pretty much learned a lesson from the last time? Um, do you mean like a next-gen or another revision? Uh I think they will make another Switch. But I think uh, the reason the Wii U, which we, we need to talk about this because we in our first episode we said it would be a topic for a later time, but the reason the Wii U failed is because of poor advertising. People thought it was an add-on to the Wii rather than a next-gen console. So as long as they market it right, the next-gen Switch, it'll be fine. Um, because I think Nintendo would be stupid to not continue the trend with the hybrid console because we're used to just home consoles. We got those in the next gen already with the Xbox Series X and the PS5. We don't have a hybrid, you know, obviously. So I think Nintendo should just follow that along. Even if it's less powerful than the current next gen, it's as long as it's more powerful than the current gen Switch, I think they'll be fine and just keep the hybrid thing going because a lot of people love the Switch, me included. Because it's a hybrid, you can take it on the go. Take your console quality games on the go. is amazing. Yeah, the only thing you take is uh, you go from 1080 to 720, which, I mean, still technically isn't that big of a difference. Still better than any other handheld you're going to play. Right. And if they can make it to where 
you can play handheld in 1080 and then 4K when docked, that'd be perfect because <laughs> uh, that's how my anoden is. I can play it in handheld in 1080. When I dock it, it's 4K. So I think that'd be perfect for a next-gen Switch. Well, definitely, but it will be a topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Oh, no, we I mean, we can stay on this topic. It got a May 12th. 2023 release date do you think they'll hit the mark or do you think they'll fall short or come out a little bit beforehand well personally in my opinion i think yes it will come out on may 12th 2023 because it's already been delayed once that doesn't mean it can't be delayed again but the reason i'm saying it will is because they put a date out already they if they would have just said coming like before they said spring 2023 that's a wider variety but since they even if they would have put may 2023 i'd still say yeah there's a possibility it'll be delayed but since they said may 12th that's a pretty specific date i think will be good and we'll get it on that day that's fair i i was thinking the same thing just because i mean they wanted to put a specific date on it if they wasn't i mean at least obviously trying to hit that mark Right, and since they put a specific date on it, it could be, say, pretty much done because it was supposed to come out this year, and they delayed it, so it could be done. They just got to do a little bit more polishing and testing, and then they can release it, so it might be pretty much done since they put a specific date on it, but I don't know. It could technically be in the debugging process right now. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, shoot, usually they are – they finish when they still have a couple months to spare before they release it in the first place. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. There's no gaming conventions or anything between now and May that I can think of that people can play it early. Like, I know people did Breath of the Wild. The I think it was E3 2016. They played it like a demo version early, but I don't think there's anything like it to uh, play this one. I I think the world is still trying to recover from what happened in 2019 to even try that again. Yeah. Well, 2020, not 19. I think E3 is about done, which is another topic. All righty. So, kind of going back on the same trend, but luckily in Japan, Splatoon 3, which I just got via Gamefly, still not a sponsor yet, but... Uh, they got 3.45 million copies sold in Japan alone in the first three days of it being up for sale. Do you think Breath of the, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom will surpass that amount? Is that physical or is that? Yeah, it's just physical. That's just physical copies. That's not digital. Okay. That's a lot. But yes, I think, uh, Tears of the Kingdom will definitely surpass that uh, for sure. I'm putting a guarantee on it. Now, you can take my guarantees and whatever they're worth to you, (laughs) that's up to you, but I think it's a guarantee that it will pass that just because of how well Breath of the Wild sold and people are ready for this game to come out. They are so happy that it's coming out. And, yeah, I think, and, you know, Zelda usually does better in the United States than it, well, the Western, uh, you know, fans than it does in Japan. But 
recently it's done better in Japan. So I think if Splatoon 3, not saying Splatoon 3 is a bad game or a bad franchise, just saying if Splatoon 3 done that, I think Zelda will pass it, at least get $4 million, I would say, at least. Nothing beats Ashton's guarantees. That's but right. <laughs> as far as Splatoon go, and you think they've only been around since the Wii U, and Zelda has been around since literally the second year of the NES. Yeah. So it's obviously a more established game. Granted, you know, it's the whole entire concept uh, because there hasn't been an online Zelda play yet. And Splatoon, you do have online capabilities. So do you think it's a matter of... I mean, personally, I think that that would be a guaranteed way of Zelda going through the roost and possibly doubling it if they was to ever bring an online uh, play to Legend of Zelda. So you think so you it think not, it being not being online co-op online will co-op hurt the sales? I'm not going to say that it'll necessarily hurt the sales. I think it'll beat it, but I don't, like I said, it's not going to blow it out of the water. It may be like 3.5 million instead of, you know, where it's 3.45, it might be 3.5 million. Okay. Like I said, it's just going to barely creep past it, I think. Continuing on that, that would be cool to see a online co-op of Zelda instead of them doing something else like a multiplayer Zelda and have you do something weird like the Triforce Heroes and crap like that. Yeah. Um, like the actual four swords. Mainline, yeah, four swords. I those. I mean, they might be fun, but I think it'd be cool just to have say two links, you and somebody else. Me, like say me and you, two links going around doing the adventure together. That'd be pretty cool. You mean kind of like a thing they did with Luigi's Mansion 3, or just more in depth? Um, yeah, similar. You know, instead of having a Luigi and a Gooigi, just both of them, you know, say be Luigi, as in Link, you know. Both of them would be Link. Now, they'd have to play around with it, you know, so one wouldn't spoil stuff for the other, like if one's ahead, so far ahead, or whatever. <laughs> they'd have to figure it out that way but if you guys were on the same like if we were on the same exact level same progression when we figure out stuff together and open chests together that'd be pretty cool yeah it will be there you there's you guys a free topic today that wasn't even a planned one that's right but it's a good one (laughs) (laughs) uh all right moving on going back to what i was saying earlier with the samus metroid prime uh, Easter egg with the, but that's not the main purpose of this topic. The main purpose is 007 coming back on the N64 expansion pass. Oh yeah, guys, GoldenEye 007 is back, and I'm really excited. Um, Colin, I don't know if you played this on the 64, but I did. Um, I think I, if I recall, I think Dad had it. Granted, I don't. I think I probably just played with like him and Colby like maybe once or twice because that was a weird. I don't think we hardly ever got to play in '64. Bad and you know, in between having us, I think he just you know, obviously he slowly stopped playing video games in the first place. Yeah. Then got back into it once we was teenagers, but like I said, there was probably about a good ten or so year hiatus of where he didn't play video games at all because there was too many buttons. But that was growing up with the. NES 
So, you know, buttons were obviously limited at that point. All right. Well, I played quite a bit of it, and uh, I watched Andrew play it. My Uncle Andrew, he played it a lot, and uh, that's where I played it at. But uh, the community behind this game is huge, and I'm sure you've seen that Xbox is also putting it on Game Pass because it came out on Nintendo 64, but since then Microsoft acquired, you know, and acquired it, and now they own it, but they partnered with Nintendo talked them into letting them both release it just on their own platforms, Game Pass and then Nintendo Switch Online. So that's pretty that's pretty cool on Microsoft's side to allow Nintendo to do that for their fans. And um, I think it'll probably have the same mechanics that the other one did, like the same button layout. But I think they should try to tinker around a little bit with it to make it more modern shooters, like the trigger be shoot instead of um, – the face buttons i think they should try to work with that but they probably won't but i am really excited for this to come back it's a good shooter first person shooter it is outdated i'll say i think you have the uh game pass for free but it may be free with gold period because we're at such an older title yeah yeah the same time that it'll release on the switch it'll release on game pass as well um I think it'll be a lot of fans. That'll bring a lot of people to Nintendo Switch Online and the expansion pass. If people haven't bought it already, that game itself will bring people to it. That's another guarantee. You watch and see the numbers grow on the expansion pass for Nintendo Switch Online for that game. Oh, no. I still think it'll be weird. I mean, I know their TVs are bigger than what they used to be. But, I mean, the whole entire purpose of having that game back when was the whole, you know, playing the whole entire split screen type of situation. So after getting used to all these Call of Duties and everything, I think it'll be kind of hard to adjust back to how it was. I mean, I know it's going to be more of a nostalgia feel than anything else, but I mean, it's still, like I said, I know the TV screens are bigger than what they used to be and a whole lot thinner, but what's the chances of you play in the split screen mode? Right, right, exactly. exactly. Um, um, so, so, if it's on Nintendo Switch Online, you know you can play online with friends on the Nintendo Switch Online with the Nintendo 64 games. We've played Mario Kart 64 together. So, in that case, if we play online together with GoldenEye 007, then it won't be split screen, which would be... That'd be a cool, cool. feature if they did put that in, though. Like, you could... Because, I mean, no other game has ventured that online is to do the whole entire, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And like I said, it'd be pretty cool if they did make an online game. That, I mean, obviously, it's going to be online, but to make it where it is split screen online. Yeah, but, I mean, it'd be like back in the day, you know, the old Call of Duty when you play local, you got, you're going to yell at somebody for screen watching or something, you know. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, but I mean, that was half the nostalgia purpose of that game, though, was to screen watch yeah we've all done it yeah i mean we all done it like i said i mean growing up mainly like i said hardly played that game but definitely with call of duties and anytime we was playing local play and playing split screens i know colby was always bad for it and i mean of course when he was growing up and still playing it whenever i was playing it i can't say that i haven't cheated and you know watched his screen too but obviously he couldn't call me out on it like i could him right all right now, Pay Farm is going to be a Nintendo exclusive, but it literally just looks like an adult-oriented version of Animal Crossing. How do you think it'll fare comparing, especially how F-Zero got his treatment back in the GameCube era? Um, Pay Farm, it, it reminds me of a hybrid between Animal Crossing and Farmville. If you remember Farmville and Facebook when it first came out, you know, playing it. Back when I had a Facebook? Uh, yeah, I don't even use Facebook anymore, but yeah, a long time ago. Um, I think, I mean, there's a lot of farm simulators that have been out recently, but I think the reason they're all coming out right now is because it takes so long nowadays to develop a game, and they've all probably been in development for <coughs> years and they're all just now getting done and you know especially with you know the pandemic and everything everything got delayed so i think they're all just now catching up and releasing all at the same time that's why we're seeing so many it's like uh farm rpgs and stuff like that um but how i think it'll you know turn out i think it'll be all right um it'll be do you know how much it'll be i'm sure it'll be cheaper than animal crossing i think it's it might be. I didn't see a price tag. I, I did. It wasn't on a direct, but I mean, okay. I would assume the cheapest it would be would be thirty five ninety nine. Not being because it's technically not a first party game. It's a right. third party developer. Yeah, so I'm sure it'll be cheaper than Animal Crossing. If it's not, just buy Animal Crossing. I mean, <laughs> I think it'll do fine if they if they put a like you said a thirty five dollar, maybe forty price you know 40 dollar price tag on it. it'll do fine but if they ch- try to charge full price for it i don't think it will i think it'll get overlooked and people would rather buy animal crossing they know is first party they know it's good because it's made by nintendo rather than Fay farm made by some third party that they may have never heard of yep so we we'll just have to it, see yeah that and if it fails nintendo can always be like oh wish she wasn't first party title exactly 
So we'll just have to see the price tag, how the developer goes about like that and see how it does. But I think if they keep it under $60, but definitely at least, I'd say at the most $40, is probably a sweet spot for them. If they keep it around there, it'll do pretty good. Cause if some, if they release something on the switch and it's under $60, people go on there and look for discounts all the time. And yeah. I, it's, it'll get, it'll get bought quite a bit. So this is kind of off a topic or one we didn't pick anyways, but last week we said they hardly ever do third-party uh, titles, but yet literally this whole entire Direct was mainly littered with them. I think there was probably four actual mainstream titles on this whole entire Direct. Yeah, and on that note, can we just take a minute to talk about how wrong we were about this Direct? Like, there was nothing GameCube-related at all on this direct except for Tales of Symphony. That's it. And it's already been remastered before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's what threw me for a shock. I was watching this one. I, I mean, I didn't watch it live. I've watched it probably an hour after it came out. But I was like, holy crap. I'm just like, it really done the exact opposite of what we expected it to do. What everybody thought. Everybody online was... I mean, Jeff Grubb, he said he guarantees Metroid and Twilight Princess and Wind Waker was going to make an announcement here, but just nothing GameCube-related at all except for Tales of Symphony. That's it. <clears throat> well, it, I mean... It disappointed I me. I was really disappointed. Now, overall, I'd give it a B- minus. overall. I mean, they did have some good stuff in there, but... It really disappointed me, the lack of Zelda content in it and lack of GameCube content. Well, that, and they literally saved Zelda till right to the very end. The final minute and a half was dedicated to it. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the way you go out with the bang, but it, it kind of makes the Zelda fans nervous, saying we're really not going, we're going to go through another direct without any Zelda news whatsoever, because we went through a few. Yeah, and then, I mean, I understand the whole entire waiting for the concept or whatever, which, I mean, I had a little bit of a spoiler beforehand because I watched the actual Zelda trailer before I watched a Direct, right before I turned on the Direct. It just so happened I clicked on it, and I clicked on the wrong one. So I went ahead and watched it. I just thought they started out with it, then it was like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't the Direct. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I was watching it. I was like, oh, when is Zelda going to come on? Because I've already seen it then. Like I said, it, it came on at the very end. I was like, oh, okay, I wasn't supposed to see that first. Yeah, I wanted to watch it live, but I couldn't. I was working. Um, but, yeah, a lot of disappointment, but also a lot of good games. Uh, there was a lot of JRPGs, RPGs, a lot of farm simulators, like we talked about. Um, that seems but, like a very Nintendo thing, though. Yeah, I'm not a fan of RPGs, personally. Um, I mean, farming simulators, they're all right. Like, I mean, you plant crops. You know, harvest them. <clears throat> I mean, in theory, 2K would technically be an RPG if it wasn't a sports game. Yeah, like, when I say RPG that I don't like, it's like uh, Paper Mario or, uh, you know, Final the ones Fantasy. that... You, yeah, like, you take turns beating the crap out of each other. I don't like that. Like, you get a hit, they get a hit, and whoever takes more damage eventually loses or whatever. I, I think it's stupid. Like, I like Zelda. You like you go and just beat the crap out of them with a sword until they die. They don't even get a chance to hit you. 
I don't you're see more of a puzzle turns. in fighting opposed to a strategy. Yeah, I don't see a point in taking turns letting them hit the hit you when you could just beat the crap out of them and kill them without taking damage. <laughs> I understand. That's that's the reason why I never really get in the RPGs period, just because I'm I'm the same way. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like I said, I mean, there's obviously a place for them. Final Fantasy is super successful. The Paper Mario series is super successful. It is. And, I mean, pretty much any RPG there is, or JRPG, they're usually, I mean, Fire Emblem is another one that's usually successful. And yes. that was one the New Direct, which, I mean, the only reason why I know the Fire Emblem series is because of Super Smash Brothers. Yep. With Marth exactly. and Roy. Exactly. And now I can, do I have one ever personal ultimate now? Uh, yes. Um, I believe his name starts with an R. Gotcha. Ryu Ry uses something from somewhere else. Ryu Street uh, Fighter. Yeah. No, it's somebody else, I think. Anyway. Uh, but I think uh, Martha and Roy on Smash Brothers Melee were the first that the uh, Western side has ever seen Fire Emblem because it was released exclusively in japan for a long time and even then it wasn't released in the u.s when melee <laughs> came out so we had no idea who martha and roy was yeah it was just two random characters on there mm-hmm. which they was both fast and one had a fire sword that's the only thing we really knew yeah exactly and then you took 10 percent damage if you done a full fledge attack and then hit your opponent yep all right kind of staying on that topic a little bit how seeing the Fire Emblem Engage trailer, putting the RPG aspect aside from it, would you play it? Well, actually, in my notes here, I just have beside that not a fan of RPGs. So I just, I just can't get through the RPG. If they make a Fire Emblem, it's kind of like a uh, Zelda situation. Well, that or uh, even a Hyrule Warriors, which they have. I, a hack and slash? Them. Yeah, something like that. I think they may have. I could be wrong. But uh, anyway, if they did that, I would play it because I just – I don't have the patience to sit there, like I said. And, and for one, it takes too long to battle an opponent because you hit, they hit. It just takes too long for a battle to go and take place. I don't have the patience for that. If I'm going to play a game, I want to play it pretty fast-paced. And I don't see a point in RPGs. I know a lot of people, a lot of you listeners will hate me for that because you love RPGs, but I hate them. You can hate Ash and just don't hate the channel. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hate my opinions. But... <laughs> hate my opinion, but keep on coming back. That's right. <laughs> now, like I said, if you was to take the RPG element out of it, I think it would be... Uh... Super amazing game. I mean, the graphics were great and everything else from what I've seen on there. And it was probably one of the longest trailers they had. I think it was almost four minutes, which means yeah. they put a lot of emphasis on that series. Don't know if they was just trying to boost the sales on it because, I mean, obviously, I say the world's pretty much divided on RPGs and no RPGs. So I don't know if they're trying to like draw people like us that aren't used to them to them. Or if it was just a matter of we're going to make people mad because we're not going to do a well-known title in America that much. Uh, we're going to put it out more than anything else. Yeah. 
they're just trying to boost the sales of it here in the West, um, which, you know, they have done a lot of Fire Emblem in the U.S. since then, or not just the U.S., in the Western, outside of Japan. Um, I think they're just trying to reach out to a wider audience, and if they just take the take turns crap out of it, I would play it. It looks awesome, but I just can't do that. Just don't have the patience for it. Too slow and, paced. Yeah, it's too slow paced. I don't see a point in that. <coughs> I know a lot of, I mean, there's more people that like RPGs than don't like them. But just, I don't know if the people that don't like them have the same opinion as me. They're just slow paced and take turns and it's pointless. But that's my opinion on it. I just, I, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Do you want to hit the last topic or do you want to make them wait till next week? Because we gave him a couple extras. Let's go ahead and hit it. This is a good one. All right. We got a THQ Nordic game announced, and it is SpongeBob and the Cosmic Shake. Obviously, we've talked about SpongeBob games before. How do you feel this one's going to live the expectations of SpongeBob movie and Battle for Bikini Bottom? Um, I think it'll do good because, um, what was it? The developers of purple lamp something like that i think so they done good on the uh spongebob came for battle for bikini bottom rehydrated uh you know remake they done good on it um stayed true to the original good graphics good uh quality you know didn't really have a lot of bugs there was a few here and there when first release but they patched them out um frames didn't drop or anything um i see here that they're calling for a January 24th release, which most games like that, they don't get delayed much. I mean, it could, but I don't see it. Um, I would have rather seen a SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie remastered or rehydrated before coming out with a sequel like this. Because um, that's I like the movie better than Battle for Bikini Bottom. I know a lot of people don't agree but i do i like that better and they both uh, have their special place they do um and the balloon patrick not a fan of that the little where he's floating around crap i don't i'm not a fan of that yeah um it just i don't know i mean there might be a story behind it but i don't get it i mean i'm sure there is but it reminded me of the bubbles with the mario party's wii i mean not mario party the super mario bros wii Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, there's probably a story like element behind it, but just and in the trailers, I don't get it. But like I said, I'd rather seen the movie. I am excited for it. I will buy it. I will because I love all the SpongeBob games, and uh, I'm sure it'll be good because Purple Lamp and THQ they always do good on these SpongeBob games. Not always, but most of the time. Um, but yeah, I'd rather see the movie, and I'd still like to see the movie being remade some point in time. Oh, yeah, it's definitely well overdue because what SpongeBob the movie, the game, got, as you say, got released right at the same time the movie did. Mm-hmm. Eight years If ago. not, just a little bit afterwards. Almost nine years ago. That make you feel old? We watched that movie in theater. I know. But yeah, I mean, I'm still mad, but I still haven't got to beat the movie, though. Because my game literally glitched right there, right before you go fight Dennis. 
was and, there when I did that. Yeah, and it just ha- never has recovered, so I refuse to play it. So if it ever came back as a remastered, I would play it because I don't think the glitch would happen to me again. But I just don't see myself erasing all my memory just to get back because the game's almost over. Yeah. It's like literally yeah. you fight Dennis, you do another world, and then you fight the final boss. I mean, really, you could take your memory card out, and then you can put the cheat codes in, unlock all the levels, and play final level. I didn't even know there was cheat codes for that game. Yep. I didn't know that until uh, like a month ago. And I put them in and unlocked all the levels. I was like, wow, that would have been nice to know as a kid. Yeah, because we was all known for cheat codes, like we've mentioned before, with ATV2 off of Fury, all the GTAs that we played wherever we were sneaking or not. And uh, <laughs> Battle for Bikini Bottom had cheat codes as well. That makes sense. I mean, it, it was a common thing back in those days. Yeah. And fun fact about the cheat codes in Battle for Bikini Bottom, if you put a cheat code in, like you know how you go outside and you talk to Mr. Krabs and he wants golden spatulas or whatever. Uh-huh. Like all of the NPCs, the non-playable characters, if you put a cheat code in, you know, usually they face you and talk to you. If you put a cheat code in, they will not look at you. It's like you disgrace them putting a cheat code in. They will not look at you. They turn their back to you. No matter where you move to, their back will always be turned to you. That is awesome. Yeah. They need more of that. Yes. I thought that was really like, funny. And I did it. I did it to see if it was true. And yeah, they they are disgusted with you. They don't even look at you. Yeah. That seems about right. Just, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm sure they've done that as a developer standpoint just to mess with people that did decide to use the cheat code. Yeah, just to, just to mess with them, just to be funny. Like, oh, okay, you cheated. You don't get the privilege of getting a face to face look at with us. Right. Alrighty. Well, that is today's episode guys you got any last things ashton um just you know like always thanks for the listens and um give us a subscribe on youtube and twitch follow us on twitch and we have discord patreon if you're interested and there's actually we don't have time to talk about it in this episode but there are some nintendo sales and switch going on right now and uh so i will put those in our description for our amazon affiliate links we do get a small commission off of your purchases it doesn't cost charge you, you at, it doesn't cost you anymore at all we just get a small commission so it's the same price for you just we get a small commission and we'd appreciate it if you use those links to buy whatever game i'll put all the discounted games down on our description of this episode but if you do buy from us thank you if you don't then that's fine you don't have to but just thanks for listening. Listen. Enough. Exactly. You, your listen helps us out a lot. All right. That's all I had to say. All right. I can't add much more to that, so see you guys. See you guys later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.